What shall we drink to? Starting over. With uh, new beginnings. Let's hope they never end. Sounds good to me. Why did I ever let you slip away? Start over, you fool. It's easy to do. Don't lay it an ending. Get a hold of you. Walk towards the future and out of the past. And remember the good things in life. You know they sometimes last. When you something, something, something thought it would be right. <laughs> That's such a fucking. Okay, I don't know why he bought Shimmy Slide. That man. Wait. wait. Because he, that's like a, that's a novelty song. Yes. John DeHart doesn't write novelties. He writes songs that go straight to the DeHart. That's what I just realized is that he is all heart, John DeHart, not shimmy slide that's just from bullshit that's like right. that's like uh, achy breaky heart uh, yeah that's bullshit some, that's some shit you play at the wedding john's right. not into that i right. mean he's into marriage and monogamy starting and all, that, and all but, that yeah starting over uh, obviously and we're kind not really starting over but we should start with what we have already gone over right uh what did we call we learned time? that our hero cops rick and huck have been thrown off the force because of a dirty cop named norad who's also no, a, normad normad you you're right that M, that's why i hate that I, I told you i was gonna fuck that name up yeah. i fucking hate that name we learned that he's got a lot of uh what's the phrase a lot of irons in the fire or some shit where I, yeah, that's the one he's uh he's a cop we learned we're gonna learn soon he's a judge He's a Satanist and a drug smuggler. You're right. I never he's the he's like the evil version of Lainey, who's got her limo service, her club, her bar, uh, her lawn nail salon service, service her yeah. sanitation service. Like, she, yeah, you're you goddamn right about. So we that. learned that he ruined these guys. Rick, who like any day above ground's a good day to me. Yeah. He's handling cool. Fucking our, our boy Huck is fucking destroyed, distraught. Yeah. I mean, we slowly started to unravel Huck's history and that he's going through a divorce and his wife's on his case about the alimony. That's right. where, of course, we left off. But we're, we're really unraveling a real character right. throughout wherever the fuck Rick's boring-ass story yeah, Meanwhile, is. Rick is like – he's just landed on his feet. He lost a job, but he's, he's, he's being a limo – he's happy as a limo driver. Yeah. And he, his love of his life, Cindy, is back with him, who is also – in that coven with Normad. I mean, Rick is not even afraid of losing another job because he has those teen prom, you know, people, and he fucking drops them off in the desert. Right. Well, like, survive on your own. Now. How do you see Bill Lugosi? You got to show some respect, man. I, I just, I, Rick really does. He's as shitty as uh, Huck sometimes is. Huck shows his frustration by punching cops and shooting Bills. Rick is just like, hey, you idiots and teenagers, I don't like you. Get off my lawn. Get out of my limo. Right. So when we left you, fucking uh, Huck had hit rock bottom. He's gone off to jail. Yeah. Rick, again, we've mentioned he's hitting off with uh, Cindy. Moving in with Cindy, bailing on fucking We're going to go hang out with Duke. Who who the (laughs) fuck is Duke? Uh, Maybe it's Cindy. uh, Cindy. Yeah, I got it right. Cindy's uh, uh, dad. Who who knows? But we got that happening. And uh, poor fucking Huck. 
this is an emotional wreck. Of course, Rick was never there for him except to right. give him a beer and be like, why don't you cry over there in the corner, yeah. my friend? Why don't you just chill the hell out, man, and get some fresh air? Walk. Walk. I don't want no class. That's his answer to a guy who's like probably suicidal at this time. Yeah. Get some fresh air. I love Walk. That. I love that uh, we're going to cover this ground in the second half here, but later on he he's trying to like – Talk about how close him and Hawk are, and it's like best no, friends. No motherfucker, you slept in the same house. You you used them. You <laughs> you you fucking abused him, and you you're just losing them now. You're just leaving them. Like that, some Jesse Jackson would say something Thank like you. that. Thank you. And so before that, like uh, we got to cut to what that cunt Alex is up to his Hawk's yeah. uh, ex-wife. She, as we she we we kind of picked up on because well, Huck, not only is he, he's like the greatest cop ever. He can just tell like looking at her. It sums up with her and Norman. I also realized he mentioned I saw you driving around in that topless Mercedes the other day. Oh, that's right. With that fat cat, Normad. And he knows how to handle some tits because she told us that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Huck can't do everything. I mean, you know, you can't. You He's a, don't you know? Just because you can't handle some tits doesn't mean you got to throw them out. Come on, there. That's right. That's right. So that cunt, I am gonna say it, cunt. Alex immediately runs to Normad. New <laughs> outfit because, of course, her last one was ripped up. Right. Leopard. Right. Print. Right. That I'm sure Huck paid for. Yes. And so she's just like, oh, by the way, I bumped in my my loser ex-husband. She's just having a fun time. Th- oh, Normad, it's so good to see you. He's adjusting his <laughs> fucking glasses. He loves those glasses. Yeah. It's so much so that he points it out later. Like, how many glasses look, boys? <laughs> he loves them. And she's like, how did she, how did she mention that she... And she was just like, oh, man, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, Huck was talking about you. Huck! Finny! <laughs> What were you doing with him? He's like, what did I tell you about telling people about my business? And then he just bitch slaps her. Yeah. He's like, ah, 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 I didn't mean anything. Slaps her again. And I'm sorry, but she was just like sitting there taking it. She was stunned by this outrage. But Norman's a fuck. We know this. So right. this is not the first time. He's a Satanist for Christ's sake. For fuck's sake. He's murdering babies. <laughs> yeah. This is what the pro-lifer should be going at. <laughs> Normads. Who are judges? I'm pretty sure all Normans. Well, judges. apparently Alex is into that shit. She likes a man who puts her in her place, but yeah. she's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, he tells her, "Go get dressed because you look like a skank," <laughs> and let's get ready to go. And she just starts dressing right there. <laughs> she does. I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. And so then we we we, gotta, we cut to the courtroom. Of course, fucking uh, Huck fucked up with his bail by getting into another problem. Yeah. So the whole thing is to see whether they're going to revoke his bail or not. But who the fuck's the judge? Norman. Norman. Which I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you just become a cop and then a become a judge. To a judge. Yeah, yeah you got to be a lawyer. Yeah, I don't know what John I mean, Dart. I guess this this proves that John Dart wasn't a lawyer at the time. I think it, he would know this. Isn't it an elected position? Yes, it is an elected position. So technically, position. he could have been elected. No, you have to. You have, I think you have to be a lawyer. I don't think so. I think you do. I think, I think yeah, you probably I think you, should know the no, law. I, well, maybe in the world we live in now, I was you say, don't have I, to. I know people have argued uh, no. you can't appoint that man to be a judge because they no. don't know the law at all. Uh, and as we know, cops don't know the law at all. So, yeah, we, we've got what – he's like the district attorney or whatever, and so he's fighting against 
Huck, who's standing right. next to him right here. And we know Huck's innocent. Yeah. But he's got this, he's got it out for him, and he's just like, Huck is like, you fucking framed me before. You can't, you can't be my fucking judge. This is crazy. You and your fucking black dress. What do we, you need to, why don't you put some pantyhose and pearls on to oh. finish that ensemble? Clearly a John DeHart line, but then yeah, he... Joel, John DeHart, yes, it clearly is, because in that interview we both keep referencing, he pointed out... Oh, yeah, that, that was, was his... My line. Line, yeah, yeah, that was my line, he was That was my line. And so he can't... He has to one and himself, or yes and himself, because then Rick pipes in from the background. <laughs> He's not there. I want to point out, I pointed this out to Murray, and I blew his fucking mind. I don't think you cared at all. No, but whenever they go to court, Cindy is not there. Laney's there. Wow, she, so they 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 need they're perfect for each other. Two yeah. shitheads who just care about themselves. Yes, but Lainey throughout this movie she pull, well, pops we, up in nine they, different but, scenes. But what? But 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 in defense of Rick, I don't. I, don't I can't believe I'm. Def- I can't butt. believe I'm. Def- I'm not talking about Lainey at all. <laughs> uh, defense of Rick, which I I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> He never spent more than five minutes. We learned that great scene that you and I reenacted yeah, yeah, with yeah. Alex. So maybe. Huck has never spent more than five minutes with Cindy. So maybe Cindy, why would Cindy be there then? Okay, okay, good point, good point. Okay. He he obviously had more time because this was. How spo- can you be best friends and never be around your friend's wife? I know that's this, that just shows how what not a friend Rick and, is. And we you know we mentioned how shallow Rick is that when he finally got a, a, a Cindy, I almost said Stacy. <laughs> back in his life, he was just like. He fucking abandoned him. I don't think... Do you think Huck did that to to Rick? No. I don't think he did that at all. Huck would never do that to Rick. Huck was like, come over for a pool party, have a hot dog with me and Alex. Because how else would Huck be suspicious of him fucking his wife? Right. They had to be in the same room a lot. Right. You know? Right. So I just right, right. right. <laughs> that's, okay. that's gonna be right up there with no. It's gonna be okay. right. Okay, okay. I I want to kill this guy. This fringe fucking <laughs> this fringe. That's a line that's very popular today. These fringe fucks. We have a lot of fringe groups out there saying yeah. a lot of things that people are like, "Well, that's what that whole side's about." It's like, no, those are the fringe fucks. Um. Yeah. I love this, though, because whenever... Fringe fuck benefits. There we go. Whenever Rick is in court, he wears his little glasses. <laughs> He's got a nice suit on. And then you have Lainey there in this same outfit. This is... She's always got some crazy... Like, you, you pointed out, like, like Dolly Parton. Yeah. crazy country and western outfits. Yeah, super platinum blonde, like, like rock-hard hair. <laughs> right. It does not move at all. Rock-hard tits. Always wearing that same jacket with her, like... She's got a corset on or something because they it's like Renaissance titties. They're just flying out of that thing. And so she's there. And, okay, Huck has just delivered his beautiful John DeHart written line, pearls and pantyhose. He made chicken, I mean, chicken salad from chicken shit. Like, that's and a horrible line. Rick has to yes and himself. He has to add to it, yeah, yo, what is this, some kind of kangaroo court? <sighs> And then all of a sudden, Normat's had enough. This guy's in contempt of court. <laughs> Rescind his bail. Oh, my God. Just... And Rick's still yelling out, this man shouldn't be a judge. We need to get him off the panel. He goes into his Bernie Sanders speech. He's throwing his hands well, up. Well, right. And then he, he when they go outside the court, him and Laney bum rush the DA. Yeah. And they go, hey, you polyester puppet. Polyester 
puts but, immediately in his place. He's like, he loves this Pete. guy was our commanding officer who got us thrown off the force. This is like a conflict of interest here. Well, I'll look into that. That sounds interesting. I'll well, look that, into that. That sounds real interesting. The guy's looking over like his coupons. He's realizing his, his fucking $5 off at Los Trace Amigos is about to go under. He's like, I got to go visit Vinny right now, guys. I, I don't know if I have time for this. You have a file or something? I got, I got fucking pizza nachos to eat. He's like, better call Saul. Better call Saul. And then he just Saul. walks away. And then so now we cut to our boy Hawk. He's in jail. The, the star of the movie, by the way. Right. The star of the movie. At the lowest point of his life. And he's just getting zen. This is where, this is where the transformation begins. I got to say, John DeHart again. Fucking rocking out this scene. Again, you just get that tiny... It's like in a cellar. It's in a prison, you know? So you only get that little bit of natural light coming through. So you're, you're basically saying, because you pointed it out multiple times... John DeHart's true like skill is lighting a scene. A, a set. Yeah, like he yeah. should have put his, all his efforts into that instead of I acting. I think so. I think he actually did have kind of a knack for like what builds up an emotional scene. Because come on, when you saw Huck there in that cell, dark, damp, and you're you're like, oh, dingy. You know that smell. Well, you know it's dingy because a cleaning guy comes by. Oh yeah, and he's just like, hey, how you doing? I go, oh, I gotta go take a leak. I'll see you. He leaves for a minute. Huck. He's I I think I don't I think this scene it looks like he's gonna try to commit suicide. I don't think so. I think he's finally reached his moment of Zen and he's like, Now I become the huck I was meant to be. So this is a ruse oh. to get out of jail. I thought he just thought he contracted COVID. That could be that too. You're you're onto something with that. But yes, he drinks bleach. He grabs some bleach from the cleaning guy. He chugs it. This and is Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> on a top turnbuckle. Give me a hell yeah! And then he just starts pouring it down his face. <laughs> and oh. so he winds up in the hospital as you would expect. And we have a nun who's trying to give her fucking religious claptrap on this guy. Like, hey, you know, God always gives us as much suffering as we can handle. Don't you know that some people may not have shoes? I don't want to don't hear you about know? the shoes, Don't you know? She gives man. the worst line reading of yeah. the, uh, that's possible in this movie. It's don't rough, you yeah. know that God loves you? You may have shoes, but some people don't even have feet. We're talking Huck is here. He's kind of rocking back and forth, yeah. cigarette in hand, and a glass of water, half full, <laughs> and he's just studying it. Wait, like this- I said, this is where he, is, he becomes the Huck he was meant to be. Yeah. Like, he rejects fucking organized religion in this scene. Yeah. He's like, well, well, right. Well, will you, would, would your God pay my bills and, and pay my wife's alimony yeah. and get my job back, right, gay? Yeah. And she has no answers. No answers. No answers. She's like, well, I'll pray for you. And then she leaves. Thoughts and prayers. Hold on. I'll spread out a Twitter word for you. T&P. Get fucked. Four eyes. He doesn't even have glasses on. What's wrong with this nun? And just she walks out. Cindy and Rick show up, and then Rick, oblivious to anyone's pain, hey, heard about that bleach thing. That sounded pretty cool. Hey, uh, you, heard you did the bleach thing. <laughs> and even Hawkins is like, yeah, man, I did the bleach thing. <laughs> what was that? What was that? He, he had such a smile on his face. His friend tried to commit suicide, and he's like... It was, it was almost like they... they uh, John was not on set for that scene, and they were like, Oh, Rick, uh, or excuse me, Wings introduced a great idea for him to, like, get poisoned and get out of the jail cell. Right. He drank bleach. And so John DeHart, Rick, in the scene was just like, oh, my God. I just realized, I just blew my own mind. I just realized, like, 
he just gets out of jail. Like he's just free after this. Yeah, they don't they don't bother. <laughs> was he in court of contempt? He was in contempt of court. Yeah, contempt of court is only like a few days. That's not like. Oh, that. okay. So that. But might've... I thought the whole point of the, the scene was they were going to revoke his bail for the fight earlier. In, yeah, put yeah. him back in. Uh, jail I don't know. I guess revolving door. This legal system. Uh, but getting back to uh, liberal. Well, the huck. we do know what happens because the judge got Norma got in trouble. And he couldn't oversee that case, so they okay. threw the case. Well, they, out. I, they must have been a scene that they was on the cutting room floor. But no, no, I guess no, they said it in that. Oh, scene. did they? They did. They oh, did. Okay. They did. They do mention it because okay. that was the good. Hey, I heard you drink the. Bleach. I was so amazed by that fucking cold-hearted bleach thing I, joke. I, I just zoned okay. out. We're not kidding. This scene is <laughs> two minutes long, and there's so much information that Murray was missing pieces. <laughs> we still got fucking Hawk rocking back and forth, smoking, staring at that glass of water. Bleach, flowers going around. Hey, we're going over to Cindy's father's house to pick up her clothes, <laughs> but maybe we'll come back. Maybe we'll see you again. I don't know. Adios, Bella Lugosi. Uh, I don't know. Keep that bleach away from them clothes. Hey, bleach. But yeah, they do. He's like, hey, Norman's in trouble. You got the case thrown. You're so that's that's why. Well, so he's like, so I drank bleach for nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's like. But uh, he, but he's what we learn is he's always a glass half full guy, and he's really st- he, like he had that nun preaching at him, and so now he's like very much like my uh, uh, youngest nephew. He's a parrot, so he's just like, oh, I'm gonna give this a little try myself. Hey, Rick, uh, is this glass of water half empty or half full? Well, it's got it's got some ashes in there. <laughs> and no, it, no, it's water. No, he goes no. Is it half full? Because Rick, like Rick, he he's always a half class, half full guy. So he's like, "Well, it's, it's half full." And then he, like you said, he yeah. he busts out the fucking Confucius kind of line. Oh yeah, Bruce Lee, you know, right. type shit. Always be like water. Always be like water, flowing. No, and so yeah, he hits him with <laughs> no, it's water. And this this is, bam! He's the huck we need. From that moment, this that is, word. This is perfection. I know you didn't. You probably didn't agree with this, but this is when finally, I just watched this today, so I'm bringing it up. This is when Agent Cooper finally comes back in the 16th, 15th episode of the third Second season. Second to last episode where you're like. No, it's the third to last. Oh. Well. But it was like right at the end when he finally pulls off all the like IVs. A little better done than Neil Breen did it. <laughs> yeah, they were actually inserted and, in his body. And he's Agent Cooper again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they just bail on Rick to get those clothes from Cindy's parents. So now we're finally going to. Yeah, we're pretending this movie isn't about Huck. We're going yeah. back to Rick. So Rick, you know, they get in this Suzuki Samurai and they drive over beautiful, there. Beautiful. Rick got his finest Sunday leather pants and Garth Brooks shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad you said Garth. <laughs> Growing up, loving Garth Brooks. I've seen all these shirts. He wore them on all of his covers. He has one where he's it's like a crossword puzzle. And it's like, instead of being black and white, it's black and, I think it's black and blue, or it's red and black. I think it's red and black. And he's wearing a shirt to go along with the crossword, so it has random squares on it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Okay, so they're going, God, that shirt is amazing. If I found one of those, if you find one of those, buy it for me. I won't. uh, I won't, but, okay. (laughs) Samurai Suzuki, heading heading north or south. I don't know. We need to make sure people know where they're going. We 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 paint a portrait here for everybody. I want to South say, by Southwest. I love it. And Santa Barbara. That's where they're at. That, thank you. I know that much. Yeah. 
and we see the dad who's got the new wife, the new trophy broad. Yeah, again, everybody it's, in her this name's movie. Melania, has a, I think, was her name. Okay, we talked about Lainey being eighty. Yeah. Well, this and guy looks like Captain Kangaroo. He's he like does. he's like old as fuck. I mean, he looked like he was sub sixty, yeah. and then his wife looked like she was in her mid to late thirties. Yeah, and he's he's just. Get, I mean, Cindy has got her shit together, too. and But he's just, you're never good enough. That's probably why she was driven to fucking Satanism and drugs. Yeah. As we learned, um, we had to really understand this ourselves because Rick was completely like, I don't know what you're seeing right now, but your thigh is quite meaty. He was just. Well, that's that we think oblivious Rick. He knows he's never met her parents. He met Lainey. I said this before. Yeah. I don't get this at all because they dated before, and yet he's acting like he never knew about these uh, problems with her parents. Yeah, so the guy's like, who's this, one of your druggy friends? The dubbing on this is perfection, by the way. <laughs> and he's like, no, he's a great guy. He's like, first of all, I don't do drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, well, if he's so he, – she says he was a cop, and now he's a limo driver. And so why did he get kicked off the force? Uh, why am I doing Rick's force? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, why didn't he get kicked off the force? Probably doing drugs? Was he into that Satan <laughs> shit? Get behind me, Satan. First of all, I don't worship Satan he or has... do drugs. <laughs> Rick has removed his sunglasses. <laughs> of course, have the band so we can just let him hang because he's 80. And... and if you have a problem with me loving this lady starting over, you can go to hell. I like his little plug for a CD. He's probably got a CD tucked in his back pocket. Like, I don't know what you're talking about here, Cindy. I think your dad's a pretty cool guy. I'm going to give him my demo disc. I'll let him so listen. So while they're, that's all going on, the, the new, her stepmom, who's younger than her, throws the clothes out in like a cardboard box. Get out of here. We don't want you in our life anymore. So they storm off, jump in the Suzuki Samurai. They go north by northwest yeah. or east. east. I don't yeah, east. you said south by southwest. Okay, north by north northeast. northeast. And they head back home. They pull over, of course, and you were right. I'm pull glad you over, pointed. I was, I was pulling over. <laughs> when you gotta get your head right, <laughs> pulling over. When they gotta- you once again, uh, you you blow my mind, Griff. You're right because there's a great sunset shot. Yeah, it's the lighting. The moon. I never even. I'm putting this together now. Sun and moon. Sun and moon. Huck. And Rick, one provides life, one drains life. This is fucking amazing. This is fuck. I John DeHart is a guy. Misunderstood genius. Right. Perfect. Wow. We folded this over like it's a so goddamn So we just bread. see the silhouette of them just sitting on the hood of that Suzuki Samurai. They're talking life, and he's talking. This is actually where he's talking. Rick is talking hard about Hook. I got to tell you, you see Hook. I know they've been together for weeks, and now he's getting around to talking about Hook. They've been together for weeks, and they've been together prior. <laughs> Let's remember, they dated before, and Rick never yeah. mentioned Remember, Hawk. they're starting over. Starting over. And now they're pulling over. Again. Pulling over. <laughs> when the m and <laughs> fell under the seat. You got to get those out before they melt. So, yeah, so, he's just like, yeah, my friend, you know, Huck, he's going through a lot of stuff. You know me. Any day above ground's a good day, but my friend Huck, he's not going doing so well. You see, what happened is we went out on this mission. He brings up the opening this drug scene. drug raid, yeah. 
and uh, we were supposed to be backed up by this man. He goes by Normad. And Cindy, it, it all gears are clicking, but mm, she's, she's like, mm, that sounds familiar. Just not, mm. God, I see. I think I remember a man who talked like he chewed glass for fun. <laughs> But yeah. it's just not... He did a great Macho Man Randy Savage impression. Oh, yeah. He was always telling me about the cream of the crop. Speaking of Normad, we cut right back to Normad in his home bar. Or I love this scene, by the way. And Scar is showing up, and he's like, you he, he mentioned earlier, he's like, there's this guy, Rick. He, he's got the snake in... He didn't say Rick. He's like, this guy with snakeskin boots. He just, he just, he's too powerful for he's us. He's a real badass, I gotta <laughs> tell you. If we don't get this man, I need to get this man. I'm going to pile drive him until his children are dead. I want that dead. Well, first he goes, no, before he says that, he's like, before we get into that, you guys aren't dressing really well for this kind of neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) You come to my house, you don't draw attention. No leather on leather. No Garth Brooks shirts. You dress classy. Put a little balm on you. You see this drink? This drink is classy. You drink. You dress like this drink. If I'm going to give you a bullet, (laughs) you need to be dressed for a bullet. You're like, sure, boss, whatever you want. But but this guy, this guy you want to stop, he's unstoppable. Okay. You kill everybody. I don't give a shit who it is. Man, woman, child. You stop this guy. He was a little reluctant at first. He was like... I don't know if I want you guys getting sidetracked. <laughs> and then Scar is just like, he had Stacy with her. Well, even before that, and then I forgot. Wow, after, we're, we're, after he, we're Tarantinoing yeah, this whole scene. He, this is a one-minute scene, and we're turning it into a 45-minute After Tarantino. he berates their clothing, their attire, he's like, how's the drug business going? That good shit <laughs> selling? Oh. Sir, we're breaking like it's the the great. We're the greatest drug selling economy of, of all time. I gotta tell you, I I want to tell you, Miss Mr. Normad, our numbers, our uh, unemployed drug numbers are through the roof right now. We've got everybody back to work. All of the POCs, excuse me, sir. I know you don't like that term. <laughs> all all of the Black Americans, the the other Americans. I I'm Korean. sorry, I don't feel comfortable talking about them, sir. But everybody <laughs> has jobs now. And then they bring up Rick and Cindy. He's like, I want you to kill him, but make it clean. Do not get caught. Yeah. Because Scar and the crew, they know about Lainey. They know that Cindy only goes. This is how sad Cindy is. She goes to Lainey's place, and she goes to Rick's place. So, like, we got a beat on her. Why am I doing Rick? <laughs> we got a beat on her, Chief. I have done so many dumb voices for this whole thing. But they have a beat on her. I'm narrating now. They have a beat yeah, on her. Do that. <laughs> Thank you for your support. You are a real hawk and not a Rick. Oh, man. This is the inspiration for Rick being such an asshole on that show, Rick and Morty. Yeah. yeah. show you. you don't get because it's way above your head. Hey, I actually finished that season, though. So, wow. It's like yeah. the only show I finished during all of COVID. Yeah. So Rick, he's after that this tongue lashing he got from Cindy's dad. He's got to got cool off in the old tub, and he's just chilling. Got his fucking cool saggy off. man boobs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- this is again another Neil Breen type shot because we're seeing all the fucking. John to heart nipples. Cindy walks in. I think she's wearing like one of his shirts, like yep, a button-down yep. shirt. Yeah, nice Oxford uh, long sleeve shirt. And she's like, is. "Your favorite meal's ready." 
Oh, no, she wants to make him a home-cooked oh. meal. She's like, I'm thinking about making, like, you know, a nice casserole, maybe a pizza casserole. And he, he drops this fucking tasteful line. Why don't I have you for dessert? Skip the meal. She's like, oh. Oh, oh, God damn it. And then I didn't think he had the muscle tone to do this, but apparently, again, like AEW, she did a lot of the help. This is like uh, Rio trying to suplex, uh, what's her name? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know her name either. <laughs> and so, of course, we know that the the tell for Rick fucking is one of his great songs starts playing. Oh, let's do the old Hulk. Do you want to do the Hulk Hogan thing now or in a second here? And you let's build just, it up let's just hear a little bit of I'll Be With You. How about I make you a nice home-cooked meal tonight? Why don't I just have you for dessert? Forget the meal. <laughs> you always did have a sweet tooth. I'll be with you when you want me. I'll be with you when you need me. I'll be with you when you're feeling blue. I'll be there when you're happy too. to know right now Do you want me everlastingly Do you want to be only mine If the answer is yes I Thank you. 
I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Murray, if there's a hotter scene in cinema across the universe, I don't know. Well, I the... think there is, but it's coming in another 10 minutes when we get to the next sex scene featuring Rick and Cindy. You would think I haven't seen this movie. No, there's another one. A- a- every time you talk about a love scene in this movie, you forget about every other one. There's because a it's lot. Just, it's, it drains this, you. I think this very influenced uh, Neil because there's a lot of nipple action in these yeah, movies. That's what I, yeah, that's well, what I was just saying. But fortunately, there are female nipples in this movie. I guess Breen was like, I'm going to flip the script. Make it about my nipples. Yeah, I mean, Breen did come. That was a uh, full 10 to 12 years later. So Breen was right. like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a trip on everybody. I can flip the script. And show the nip. And show the nip. Wow, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're killing it. So he, he throw yeah, he throws her in the tub. They have some t- hot yeah. tub fucking. He does that. He fucking like tosses. He, he reaches behind her. He does her. A, like a, a belly-to-back suplex. Yeah, that's what it was because she was standing over him leaning like, how about that casserole? He grabs her. <laughs> how about I go straight to the sweets? God damn. I didn't think he had that in him. Yeah. Candles all over the side of the bathroom. Right. Champagne flutes. He had two there. I guess he was drinking for one, but uh, he had two flutes. And then he just fucking finishes up, and he's like, hey, how about I make you the luckiest woman in the world? In a- <laughs> Did you notice? I'm sorry. You can see that she's totally naked. Yeah. They're covering up, obviously, the lower parts for her. Right. But you can clearly see that John is wearing his swift trunks. Did they? They Frank Washington that? Yes. You can clearly. So we can't see his white gift? You can. <laughs> I did not notice it, thankfully. I did not. I, I would I, like to imagine. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd like to imagine if you could see his white gift. That he was a, probably afraid to get a boner. I'm sure that's think, what it was. I think it was. Yeah, that shit like taped down. I think <laughs> I think you're dead on about it. I don't believe it would be embarrassing. I mean, come on. You got a hot chick writhing on you. It might happen. You can't control your dick. 25 years has young, you know, <laughs> is, uh, wait, I forget how that would work out. But I have to imagine his gift would have a little <laughs> black belt on it. <laughs> like to operate as a cock Totally. Ring, but also have a little flare on it. I I can totally see that. I mean, he's obsessed with. <laughs> he, he rubs a little butter on it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Rub some butter on me. She's like, how about I make you the luckiest woman in the world and I ask you to be my wife? And she's like, oh yes, yes. I think great was, acting by Pam. I think it was. How about I make you the luckiest woman in the world and wed you? <laughs> like <laughs> it was so caveman, and she was yeah, she was over the moon or. Oh man, her tits t- really perked up when Great she heard that. Great acting, Pamela Bryant. You're an unsung hero. I, I'm gonna agree with that. But Murray, I fucking hate Rick. <laughs> can we get back to the real hero? Yes, we can. Because we get back to Huck. Another scene that flows into another scene: bathtub, pool. Mm. Very good. I love this because we come in overhead shot. He must have had Matt Hardy's drone for this one. And so we're just looking at this overhead, but we also see that Huck has hand-painted a sign, much like the crazy person uh, a few miles away from We see here. our buddy Sam, the, the Native American Native precious American. dummy, you know, like a chaise lounge. Who is, who is uh, Huck's real best friend. Right. And he's got this hand-painted Huck's Haven. Right. And we hear Huck. Right. It's kind of hard to hear what he's saying. He's almost got a William Shatner draw to him at this point with the little southern twang to it. Right. Right. And he's preaching. But it's like, what? Wait, 
I know, as I mentioned earlier, I know my Bible. I don't recognize these passages, though. No. What is... Can I, can I play it, Murray? Yes, play it a little okay. bit of it. Hey, what are you doing? Rick. Rick. Whoa. What am I doing? Uh, uh, reciting the uh, noble the noble noises of Huckism, man. You know, I mean, it's built on, uh, built on this new religion I've developed called, uh, about Huckleberry Finn. No, seriously, this is a great theology. I mean, take off your clothes, leave your clothes on, get in the pool, man. Look, this is what's happening. You're getting a little hardcore for me, hug boy. No, 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 no. And I'm serious when I say this, okay? Huckleberry Finn, Huckleberry Finn, what'd he do, huh? He had the courage. He had the courage, man, to go upriver, not downriver. He didn't go downriver. He went upriver. Who'd he go upriver with? He went upriver with a slave named Jim. Well, what the hell are we, huh? We're all goddamn slaves, aren't we? We're slaves. I mean, the, uh, Huckleberry Finn is beyond, he's beyond Moses leading uh, the Israelites, you know, out of ever, wherever they came from, into the promised land. I'm talking, I'm talk, I'm talking Huckleberry Finn. Well, uh, just came over to tell you, Cindy and I are getting married. As you know, no one else. You gotta be my best man. We're getting married Sunday. Be there. <laughs> I just love... That this is like not that crazy. Huck's wearing like blue jeans and maybe like a blue shirt. What do you what do you think that top was? Was it, it was jean? Like, I don't know. I think a button down shirt. I thought it was just yeah, a button down. Yeah. yeah. And then of course he's got those those babes there. Yeah. Some babes come up. They're like floating on some uh, rafts. Yeah. And they all got like orange like. Yeah, just a dot. Like they were eating Cheetos and they just <laughs> smeared. Like as they were eating a full bag, they just smeared it on their head. Want to point out? He never has orange in his hair for the rest of the movie. It's like this weird scene. One other time. One other time. Yeah, at the at the warning. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I remember the orange suit. I don't it was hard it. to tell because again, Rick was very cautious about the lighting. So and also his head gets caught off in that scene. So yeah. So now Rick has found enlightenment and he wants to share it with the world with Huckism. Yeah. And, and it's a, l- a little hardcore for me. Yeah, we we, we, we heard Rick mention there. That's a little hardcore. Get in the pool. Get out of the pool. He's trying to pool. save Rick's soul because he's like he's found the answers. And Rick's was like, I don't know. I mean, uh, just be ready for that wedding. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry. I didn't mean I, I cut you off or anything there. It's just he's trying to do it very easily too. He's not telling Rick he's wrong about the way he's lived life. We know Rick's living the wrong life. We right. know Rick is a Complete piece of shit. Sure, he had one thing work out for him, but he's in love with a drug addicted Satanist. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> witnessed the baby being murdered. Yeah, yeah, and did not tell anybody. Did not tell anybody, <laughs> except Rick, who also is not telling anybody <laughs> because he's like, "This is a hot piece of ants, and I'm 80 years old. This is my best." I chance. think he did give lip service, like we're going to do something, then he never did anything. You know, <laughs> you might be right about that. Yeah. So uh, Murray. This is where we get a little Neil Breen action because we're going to cut to the chase. This movie is dragging on, and Rick doesn't know where – excuse me, John DeHart doesn't know where to take it anymore. <laughs> so we go straight to the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh. at this point, Wings Hauser's taken over the movie. It's Wings. Oh, yeah, especially in our hearts. Right. And I'm patting my heart as Wings did earlier in the movie. Yeah. He has no answer for the Huckism. There's, there is no answer. It's so, like believe it or, you know, lose yourself. The only thing we can see in this shot, as you would expect out of a wedding scene, we see the the preacher, you know, officiating the ceremony. It's an outdoor wedding. 
And we got um, Cindy wearing a beautiful wedding gown, right. looking great. And then you have Rick, <laughs> who is wearing white dress pants, and he's got the white belt on, so it's blending. But then, but then, you slowly climb up, and Murray, take me back to your Buffalo Bills days, man. <laughs> what? Because Rick is wearing a, a windbreaker. I thought, I thought he was wearing a total tracksuit. He actually had dress pants on? That was dress pants. Okay. But it's all that, white with a little he, like blue piping, I think, a like blue stripe uh, yeah, on it. Yeah, it's got the blue and the red. He loves his baggy, like rugby type looking outfits. He man. really does. He and, really and I think he had like a gold chain outside of it, too. I think he it did. Was You're really, right. It was really tacky. The windbreak. I mean, it was windy, so I guess it was working for him. Yeah. And he, like, Huck is better dressed. He's got an all orange suit. Looking like a Cheeto, man. He's looking like Chester <laughs> Cheeto here. But well, you barely get to see him. So you, if you do watch, you should watch this movie. You got to look. You carefully. can find it. You We're gotta, working on it. We're yeah. gonna. If we have to release it on Blu-ray, maybe that. Well, Merman Productions will get in the DVD business. DVD and vinyl. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write a letter because I like those Mondo guys. Right. I like them. So I'll write them a letter and say, if you don't have this vinyl record out, starting over. Uh, what other songs we got on there? Don't stop Pine. loving me. Don't stop loving me. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. If they, if you guys don't get it out within the next six months, Merman Productions is claiming it. We got it, and we're gonna fucking release it. And we're gonna sell billions. Billions. We're gonna get a second laser disc fault after that one. So we're zooming out. We see Hawk barely. His head's cut off. You only see like a little bit of his hair flowing over. Wedding's going great. They're throwing rice in the air. Everybody. Dad's not there, of course. Of course uh, Cindy's not. dad's not there. Not there. Lainey's there, of course. We're in the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, she is. And so we cut to the honeymoon. Where's where we get this bizarre cutaway of helicopters and then a boat? Oh, yeah. We look at City Bank <laughs> where we just see a helicopter in the fog because it's, I think it was like an LA shot or something where they have the smog problem. So it's like smoggy is all fucking hell. You're right. And then the boat. And then we hear another. This is a, a new jam. <laughs> right. But it's very abbreviated. We barely right. get to hear it. So I thought they were trying but, to. Uh, but it's, we've now been trained to think when we hear a fucking John DeHart jam, there's going to be some fucking later on. This is a good point. This is a good point. I mean, we get it's, it. Like, it's Pavlovian now. We're like, all right, they're going to fuck. I'm like, you're bringing signs in this shit? That's uh, amazing. Yes. We're so good at this. So, like, we're good at podcasting. Uh, Cindy, our, our our Pamela, she's great at getting naked, and right. she does it well, a she, lot. That's why she was a Playboy Playmate. They're the cream of the crop. And as we pan across this bedroom, we're slowly working our way to the corner where there's a fireplace. John, of course, or excuse yeah. me, Rick has a fireplace. There's nothing sexier than a fireplace. That was also another one of Pamela's turn-ons, fireplace. Yeah, and then we hear the record scratch, and then we hear... Shimmy slide start back up. Now we're slowly working our way up, and we're panning out, and we're seeing all of Pamela. She's got all the negligee She's got on. Five pairs of panties on. Yes, and she removes all of them right down to a thong. Very slowly. She's also got the fucking uh, super gloves on, where yeah, they go the to your elbows. Opera gloves. Yeah. Opera gloves, and she's taking them off. Very she knows how. She knows slowly. how to work it. She knows what she's doing. She probably had to strip while she was on drugs. This is a good point. This is a good point. And finally, she says, "I'm gonna show you the girl you really married." Send it in. Send it in. You see these saggy like. 
pile of human flesh in a bed. It's Rick. Yeah. <laughs> he, Send it in. He's doing the daytime TV thing where he's got the cover. He's in bed naked, quotes, <laughs> with the covers pulled up over his nipples. So he's not full Neil Breen here. And then you've got um, Cindy who gets on top of him. And you have her ass just right in the camera. Uh, and then she finally lowers. Well lit ass. Y- yeah. And then she fucking lowers it to, you know, right, right. Oh, it's just gross saying it. Right on, John. Oh, Rick, excuse me. Send it in. Send it in. So, thankfully, we cut away from this. When he doesn't linger, doesn't linger on this one because we got shit to do. So, we cut back to that sketchy crew. Scar, Fabio, fucking Bleachhead. And they go back to the Flaney's bar, and they're asking about Cindy. And the bartender's like, uh, nothing's going on tonight. The bar's closed because the owner was at a wedding today. Yeah, we had a wedding today. Oh, who was getting married? I don't know what that voice was. I don't know either. I <laughs> who was getting married? <laughs> Vinny's with him? And she's like, I don't know anything. You fucking bitch, you bastard. They grab her by her hair, yank her over the fucking bar. It was the owner's daughter. Yeah. Fuck. She was the owner's daughter, too? She was Cindy's sister? No, no, no. She was saying who got married. Right. She's like, I just fucking work here. I don't fucking know the inner workings of lives of my fucking... I'm not Rick. They do cut her open. I mean, cut her Well, rip her top off. And it's like, damn. So they cut away, so we're assuming she got raped. I don't know. We're also assuming that they figured out... Well, they... They know that she goes to Rick. So what information were they looking for here? Maybe they just thought they were going to find her. Know. They were disappointed, so they raped the bartender. Maybe there was originally going to be a rape scene, and the actress like, uh, no, I'm not getting naked for this scene. So they filmed it, and they're like, well, fucking throw it in. Throw uh-huh. it in. He maybe ran out of a song for a, a fuck scene. So he's like, I don't have another song. <laughs> and also, I only paid her so much, so she's not going to go do to me. So I'm this sure. next scene is the weirdest scene of all. Because... No, this is the most amazing scene of <laughs> Okay, so it's another great shot where we see Cindy combing her hair in front of like a vanity and we, we're looking at the we're looking at the mirror and we yep. see we see our boy Rick in the bed with his fucking Garth Brooks shirt on chilling. Oh my was he? Yeah. I thought I thought he was naked still. No, he was dressed. Okay. And he he was all cocky, he was all like this. And yeah. And, and uh she noticed there's a fucking picture like in the vanity, like of yes. Normad in the mirror, <laughs> like you would do in high school when you yeah, like, like have a the girl boy, would do in high school. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say the boy, but then I was gonna be like the girl because <laughs> of yeah. a guy. But yeah, she pulls out the picture She's of like, Normad. Oh my god, this is the guy that killed that baby. What Normad? That's Normad. That's the guy that got fired. This is a Satanist. Well, we gotta go to the cops right now. I mean, you did tell me about a murder, uh, you know. Five months ago, but now we're going to go to the cops. So they hop on their Harley. Oh man! And I was, I was like, I had to watch the scene several times because uh, props are coming and going as they please. So get in. We're driving off, and the sketch crew just happens to be like have pulled up and saw that they were driving off. So like, we got to tail them. We got to follow them, and they never really get. I didn't think there was any like serious threat here. I thought they stayed a pretty safe distance. From Rick me. crashed the fucking car. They did nothing to Rick. Exactly. They're just tailing them, and then Rick loses control. They didn't tap them. They didn't do anything. Yeah, I thought Rick just had a senior moment. 
Or maybe he was looking at the GPS, and back in the days, G- 93, GPS was awful. So it took him up into the mountains because he did have a Well, you bike. think he'd know where the police station is. He did work there. He worked there for years, and yet we ended up in the fucking mountains. Oh. So he loses control and crashes. Cindy goes flying, and the guys go, hey, they, we got him. You didn't get shit. We got him, you know? yeah. I guess they're going to tell Normad that so they can get some of that sweet cocaine. Yeah. And then we get the fucking most emotional scene where he's he's clutching a dead Cindy. Oh, Cindy, no. Oh. Who will I rear? Whose nipples will I rub ice on? No, uh. no. I'm I'm ready to get even. I swear to you, I'll get heaven. And so, I, wait, what's the appropriate song for this? Do you think he would reuse a song, or do you think he'd write a whole new song? Jimmy Slide, song? I think, would work in this scene. <laughs> I can't believe I lost. Hot you. damn! Hot damn! So we cut to the funeral, the exact same place they got married. Yes, apparently got married in a cemetery. Yes, <laughs> you are. T- <laughs> that is something. I Finally, Dad'll show up for the fucking funeral. Yeah. And he's like, I told you, you should have been hanging out with those druggies. And he's like, everyone walks away. And then Huck, he puts his hand on his shoulder. I got something to tell you. Yeah. Uh, but this this is, this is kind of inappropriate. I, I, I understand. He walks away. I'm like, we never learned what he had to tell him. I'm furious. Yeah, but- I, at this point, I'm invested in Huck. I want to know what scheme Huck is up yeah. to. He whispers and he says, just come by later. Come by later. <laughs> come by later. I realized you were a friend to me. And now I'm going to be a better friend to you. Come by later. Come by later. <laughs> and then he kneels at the fucking uh, headstone. It's not even headstone. It's just flowers. And he's like, I'm going to get even for you, Cindy. I'm going to get even. So, like, the piece of shit that Rick is, now that he doesn't have Cindy in his life, he immediately <laughs> he goes immediately back. best friends with Huck. Moves in with Huck again. Hey, Huck, what are you doing? I thought we could hang out later tonight. I noticed you put a bed in my punching bag room, <laughs> so go ahead and remove that. <laughs> You're a creepy friend, Sam. Punching bag room. It's his dojo. Excuse me. Thank you. My dojo. I noticed your friend Sam was in there. Get him out uh, of there. He's scared. I'm going to need a fucking room for my dog. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. Yes. <laughs> and he's just fucking doing the weakest fucking punches in this bag. Yeah. Ugh. He's like, it's like Neil Breen typing Dude. on a computer. It's like, oh, <laughs> it is the Neil Breen typing on he, a punching he's bag. He's slap fighting with a punching bag. Kurt Sloan right now is rolling in his grave. He is like, this motherfucker <laughs> is putting a whole new term to uh, tippy taps because holy shit. It's slippy slaps. These are slippy doing. slaps. But and Huck pops in the doorway. Right. And Huck this, actually can recognize a friend's in pain. Yeah. And he is... Full Huck at this right. point. He's dressed like Huckleberry Finn now. Pant, like, pant legs rolled up. Got like, the fucking straw hat straw on. Hat, straw hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> hey, man, I realize that you are in so much pain. I just have to tell you, I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. This man saved my life. <laughs> Man, Man, right? Right? Okay. And, then, and then he walks out, and he comes back in with Sam. In a wheelchair, and he wheels him <laughs> in there. Oh, my God. He saved my life. And then he just walks out. And oh. fucking Rick does nothing about that. He just waits till night falls. He starts prepping. He puts on his best tank top to show Ew. off those puny arms. Oh. Got the fingerless gloves on again. Got a nipple hanging out. Got a nipple ring. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like, time to get Tevin. <laughs> and so he's ready to hit Normad. But Normad, just as luck would have it, is getting re- the biggest drug deal of his life. Pablo Escobar's fucking cousin is showing up. I like, yeah. To, for that, the good shit. This is the real good shit. So he's taking off his judge's robe, and he's putting on a nice purple, you know, top, button-up shirt. But then he, what, what Normad is always really worried about, glasses. Right. He's calling his boys in. Guys! Guys! What do you think about these babies? And he's slowly adjusting. And he's got like some Bret Hart fucking rap around Yeah, they were great. They were great. he's like, they look great, boss. Whatever you say. I just want some of that good shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. You hear some brakes squeak up and they're like, boss, they're here. So he rushes down there to meet his guests. This huge compound. We forgot to point out, every time we go to Normad's, we get this scene of like a drive-by scene of this like palatial estate with a bizarre filter on yeah. it. And it gets a, darker as each scene, each time we see it. It's very much the Neil Breen rip-off of David Lynch type of thing where it's supposed to be super ominous. Very, yeah, very ominous music. Yeah. Like, <sighs> and so we see that, and then uh, while... He's preparing for the meeting with Pablo Escobar's cousin. We see Rick picking people off of his crossbow. Yeah, he immediately pops up in the house, doesn't he? He doesn't even take it out. No, he outside. take no, he takes out some guys with outside. A, he shoots a guy in the throat. Or something I thought that like was that. all inside, though. No, he does some outside, outside? shit because okay. he he climbs. There's like a wall going around. He climbs the wall. Happen to be some lattice work nearby. Yeah, so the turtle man could climb up it, and he takes some dudes out, and then he gets in the house. He should have been a ninja turtle. Because that's what turtles would have fought like. And I, I always thought only knives make you die silently, but crossbows do too. I was saying last week, I made sure to point it out that, uh, who was it last week? I can't even remember what we did last week. <laughs> we did right Miami now. Connection. That's right. Week. They actually did it where a guy got hit in the throat and still yelled. But John DeHart's like, that was bullshit. That's my one problem with Grandmaster YK Kim. So while he's taking everybody out, Normad's having a meeting with Pablo Escobar's cousin. Yep. And his beautiful wife. Gloria. Gloria. Like, oh, you look very attractive tonight. Why, thank you. Uh, here's the money. Give me some of that good shit. And, he's, of course, he has to fucking do a little gummy for it to make sure it's that good shit. Oh, of course, of course. And they're just about to seal the deal, and then Scar comes in. Hey, boss, uh, I don't know what happened, but everybody outside's got a crossbow through their throat. I just thought you would like to know that. So, uh... All right. Are we go. still on for uh, coffee later? And then the fucking Pablo Scorch cousin is like, what the fuck? What, what are you, you like, selling me out? And he's like, no, no, say, don't worry about it. And then he just pulls out a gun and shoots both of them. Yeah, you almost sound like Norman was worried in that scene. He seemed like, <laughs> all right, it's a good opportunity to kill him. Yeah, because they won't piss off the drug lords in like Colombia. Yeah. and But he does it. He, he's on, he just doesn't care anymore. So he's got these. He's finally found the best shades. So he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so Rick does not want to show off too much of this house. Just to say, John DeHart doesn't want to show too much of this house. Off. It's probably we, the same house that they've been living in. Hawking Rick. Exactly. All right. So they do like a little Nintendo scene where you have people popping out of doorways. And <laughs> yeah, it's like you, a nice hallway scene. Yeah, you have the light gun. It's like Duck Hunt. Hogan's Out. Was that Hogan's Out? What was the one though? They had a Gangsters. Yeah, Dick Hogan, was it was Hogan's Alley. Hogan's yeah. Alley. You nailed yeah. it, man. Yeah, there you nice go. job. Um, so, yeah, you got all the people popping out. But really what matters here is that, you know, Rick takes them out. No big deal. Whatever. Yeah. 
And one he, guy he takes three shots at. Everyone else he gets oh, really? one. Three shots. Right. Fuck, get to heaven. Yeah. So he finally gets over to where Normad is hiding. And this he's we go straight to his satanic yeah. altar. It's in it's in his backyard. And he's we, we learned if you know one oh one of drug dealing is you don't get high on your own supply. I j I'm sorry. I just want to point out that Cindy couldn't even remember. She's been hanging out with this cult for months. Right. Couldn't remember where his house was. They, it's not hidden. You know, what, you know what it was? They probably put her in blindfolded until or she killed her. a baby. Or drugged her. Well, she was on drugs. Maybe yeah. drugged and blindfolded. Yeah. I, 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 I believe both. Normad's okay. a scumbag. He's a bad dude. He really is. High on his own supply. And he's this guy's face is just covered with coke. And he's just like, you're the kind of puke that makes the world decay. Oh, Rick. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And <laughs> not even Schwarzenegger could deliver that line. And just as about he's about to go ahead and kick the shit at Normad, Fabio and Scar show up and they grab Rick and see this guy out, kill him. And they take him out, and then this is something Rick could never even contemplate doing in his life. Who shows up to save the day? Who's the hero of this movie? Who really gets who really gets heaven? I'm sorry. I don't even know what happens in this scene because they, like, go through some bushes, some gunshots go off, and then fucking Huck's there. <laughs> and Huck somehow breaks up, you know, frees Rick, but takes a bullet in the process. Right in the kneecap. Right in the kneecap. And he's like, ugh. And then Rick merely bails on him. Doesn't even, like, <laughs> hey, can I tie it off for you or anything? Field dress it? No. No, no Huck has to do that himself. He takes hey, his belt off. friend, starting over. <laughs> And he goes back, and then he—that's—that's that's when he he hits that classic. You're the kind of puke that makes the world decay. Yeah, because Normad goes right back to snorting cocaine. Right. He's like, I wish I had a baby here to murder. This is this shit is too good for fucking drug addicts. This is for me. And then we get a very boring, very slow motion two elderly men fighting. Oh my god. And then fucking, I guess Rick had watched Miami. He listened to our episode and then he watched Miami have. Connection he because have. he does the exact same knife move that slow motion and Grandmaster everything. YK Kim does, where he spins the knife around. Uh, Will Will Smith, uh, aka uh, Normad, goes overhand with the knife, <laughs> and Rick grabs his wrist, goes, puts his back to him, turns it around, stabs him right in the gut with his own momentum. Mm. And then he slow Kim. motion falls on the altar. And then we see some flames kind of just superimposed in front of. Oh, yeah, because he lights the Church of Satan on fire. Yes. Yes. So uh, he, I was Shockingly, worried. Rick. I was very yes. worried about this, too. <laughs> We're both worried. We're worried about one character in this movie. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot Hook's here. I guess I need somebody to drive me. Yeah. So he rescues. He's, he helps Huck into the car, and they take off. So we cut back to Rick heartbroken in his finest USA denims. A, a beautiful American beautiful. flag. I I would never kneel. I, it's 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 blowing my mind because he's wearing the most patriotic outfit, but kneeling. Kneeling. Yeah. Maybe we need to reassess how we we attacked uh, Colin Kaepernick. I, I think maybe we. Should maybe be. if we had shown Trump this, he wouldn't have called the players sons of bitches. I think you're right about that because he's being that. totally respectful of the flag while he's kneeling over the grave of Cindy. Of course, where they also got married. Yes, that's worth mentioning. And then Thank that you. fucking nun that is the worst line reader of them all goes. Hello there. 
I have something to show. Well, no, I'm 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 communing with my wife right now. I would like a moment alone. I don't want to tell you where this is going. Trust me. You need to come with me. Have I, I told you about the shoeless people and the footless people? Well, sister, I don't know about sister, that. Sister, it's water. And then she takes them to the hospital. And we find out Cindy's alive! What? What? And she's like, "Yeah, I came to at the ambulance. You did. You you were so like over. You didn't even check my pulse. It was just like you. You're like, oh, she's dead. I guess I'm gonna fuck somebody else. See, that was commentary about cops. Right. They didn't even know how to check a pulse. Right. And yeah, she literally came to in the ambulance. And she's like, and then she's like, the doctors and the nun thought it would be best if we just faked my death. Okay. What the fuck? They don't know anything about this shit. Why are they like, hey, you need to fake your death? Yeah. Maybe they looked at Rick and were like, you can't be with that drip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably what it was. <laughs> like, we're gonna. They're get- like, you were involved with Satanists and drug dealers. We wanted to keep away from this guy. They were like, we noticed you had this uh, demo tape in your pocket about starting over, and we figured that that was your call to start a new life. Starting over, getting away from that. When drip, you gotta Rick. fake your death to make it right. <laughs> so. <laughs> And then they hug, and then one more time with the shimmy slide. He, when you know when when John DeHart pays for something, he gets his money's worth. For fucks, it's like uh, what was that song from White Fire? White Fire, White, White Fire. Fire that would pop up five million times. Yeah. So wow, wow. Rick learns nothing through this whole experience. Huck, no. by the way. Learns so many, he evolves. He's I believe truck, hawk, truck, hawk, in this world of Getevin, is like he has a super church now, and he's like he's found world peace. Like there's no like hunger anymore. There's no pain. There's no I, suffering. I think when that church Satan burned down, it was symbolism that when one church goes, a new church needs to go. It's like the place. phoenix rising from the ashes. Church of Huck. rising from the ashes. It's water. It's water. Church of Huck. Taking over. Church Huckism. Huckism. Just look into it. Do your research. Do your research. Come on, we can't do it all for you. We do so much. We can't do it all. Yeah, we just did three hours on this movie. Jesus Christ. Did we do three hours? No. Close to it. Close to it. Oh, I'll ramble it up to make it three hours. Over two our... hours. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So, all right. I mean, I don't know how you can end Mr. Genius. I don't know how we can, we can top it, but somehow we're going to top it because we have so much for next. People are like fucking riots in the streets, cops killing people, people dying of COVID. But for some people, the biggest uh, problem going on is, I can't see Wonder Woman this summer because of the fucking COVID. Well, you're a piece of shit, first of all. Yeah. But Golden Globe City is going to help you out because next month we're doing Not So Super Hero Month where uh-huh. we're going to do the best, worst, and, and in between of superhero movies – and we're starting off with, of course, next week is the birth of our nation where we're going to celebrate because we're patriots. Oh, shit. I forgot to get a birthday gift for our nation. Well, you can't get birthday cakes anymore, Griff. I learned that the hard way. No Still, way. three months, almost four months later, have not gotten my birthday cake. I'm furious. Thanks for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank you, I. <laughs> Number one. Number <laughs> one. I want to kill you, you, and that birthday cake motherfucker. I forgot. So we're starting off with the most patriotic character of all. Of course, we know the true Captain America is Red Brown. Uh, yeah, I, 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 who is the other guy? Uh, 
Ch- Children Evans or something? Children Evans, you're <laughs> right. I I'm sorry. <laughs> I went for C and Children came out. I am an idiot. Children Evans, no. We're going to do the third best, Captain America. But the best Golden Globus production of a Captain America movie. <laughs> yes, we're finally getting around to the canon take on Captain America from 1989 or 90 with... Um. Matt Salinger, J.D. Salinger's son, who apparently, much like his dad, did one book, he did one movie, and then disappeared. Okay. And so, of course, the movie's famous for having the Captain America with rubber ears in it and an Italian uh, red skull. Oh. So enjoy that when we celebrate the birth of our nation with Captain America. And uh, I think we're just going to start it over when you got to keep it warm and keep it right. (laughs) 